Hello, everybody. Welcome. And thank you for joining Bob and I today on UDTV. Our commitment is to journey with you and ask questions and seek the truth about how, as people living with diabetes, we can transform our lives from common to uncommon. Today will be a candid and personal discussion about how I created my massive action plan or MAP to an uncommon physical transformation while living with diabetes. Are you interested in creating more energy, health, and performance in your life? Well, quickly before we get started, I need to remind you that the content we discuss on UDTV is provided for information and education purposes only. It's not intended as a substitute for medical, psychological, or any other professional advice. So remember to check with your doctor and healthcare professionals before you make any changes to your routines. My hope is that after our time together today, you're going to see that you too can change your life in a snap. So as I said, today we're going to talk about how I made my physical transformation while living with diabetes. For me, my moment of change came down to a simple point of awareness. I had gotten to the place where I said enough, not another day. I want my life back and I was not going to live another day the way I was. It was clarity that how I live life, even with diabetes, is up to me. My diabetes doesn't define me. I define it. The penny actually dropped in a snap. I became aware that if I was going to leave my common behaviors and patterns behind, I knew it was up to me. I was actually free in a simple moment of choice. And I knew that to transform my life, I had to stop being common and start being uncommon. I had to shift my mindset from I can or I will change to I must change and stop this crazy struggle of poor choices that are so common to us all. I was doing what I was because of my lack of clarity on what I wanted. It was the clarity. I must be uncommon before I could ever become uncommon. So today, Bob and I are talking about how to create a map for transforming anything in life. Map is an acronym for a massive action plan. And any journey starts by a simple decision on where do you want to go? My uncle Rob used to always tell me as we prepared for our hikes and adventures when we were kids, that if you don't know where you are going, any road will get you there. Then he'd simply ask one question. Have you decided where we're going today? The truth is, is that if anything's going to be, it's up to me. I am accountable for my life. So today, Bob and I are going to discuss and share how I transform my physical performance from common to uncommon and how you can create your map. Bob, I am really excited about our discussion today. You're an, an experienced mountaineer. You're an adventurer. Does what I've said resonate with you at all? I think Stephen Covey said it best uh, when he wrote Habits of Highly Successful People. 
that the first rule for being successful in life for anything that you want to do is to be proactive. And that's what you're talking about is you're saying, take, take the bull by the horns. I've got some goals. I've got some objectives. This is what I'd like to accomplish. This is the person I'd want to be. This is the body I want. This is the education I want. This is the kind of father I want to be, the kind of husband I want to be, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, what can I do? What actions can I take? How can I be proactive to get the results I want? You nailed it. Sorry, I am a type 1 diabetic, and this silly pump of mine all of a sudden decided that it, I needed to do something. So the joys of being a diabetic is that we got to react and improvise and adapt at any given time, right? And I really want us to really talk about just what you just said. How do we make these changes? How do we change our habits and behavior? Well, my story was one that I went from being a really elite athlete to literally losing all of that in a month. And after waking up in a coma, coming out of it, how am I going to transform and change this life? And as you saw in my pictures there, my transformation went from being an elite athlete to being 25 or 30 pounds overweight because of my very common habits and poor eating choices, sleeping choices, all kinds of things that I was doing in my, in my life. And I think that it's a really important thing for us to come to that awareness before any change happens. It's just like, this doesn't work. And I think that awareness is a really critical element for any change. What's your thoughts on that? It's like, where am I going? If you don't know where you're going, any road's going to get you there, as my uncle said. And we really want to have a clear map. So therefore, what do I want is a critical question. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. And, you know, when you take a look at um, the areas of your life, I mean, there are, there are like, I think, eight, er eight major areas. So what do I want for me physically? What do I want for me mentally? What do I want for my work, my career? Uh, what do I want for my family life? What do I want for my love life? What do I want for my adventure? What do I want for my recreation? These are the, we can uh, take a look at the map in terms of, um, of uh, sections, big, big hunks of, uh, that are really important to us. The things that really make us excited about life and plan for those specific things. Totally agree. You know, what has always been a big part of my life, as you know, is these big rocks that I talk about. And what you've just said is really describing what I use is what I call my form of life. And what are the big rocks? What's the one thing I want in my family and my friends? That's the F. What's the one thing that I want in my occupation, that work, that wealth in, with Uncommon Diabetic? How do I empower people, right? Recreation. What are the things that I love to do and be active doing? And lastly, how do I motivate and educate myself? So these big rocks in my form of life have always been a key part of deciding that what that I want. You know, Bob, you and I have really done a lot of discussion and, and research over the last many years, and it's really come up to this concise, what I call the R3 method, right? What's the result we want? That's the what. And where am I going? The reason, that's the why and the purpose I want to even get there in the first place. 
And then lastly, what are the actions or the routines I need to do to get there? So let's talk a little bit about these results and how do we really define those big rocks, that one thing in each one of those uh, buckets, let's just say, that we would do. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> well, I think, I think a lot of us are busy. You know, we get into careers and um, we get into relationships and, and what happens is our lives become very, very busy. And so I think um, I read just recently somewhere that between 50 and 70% of our lives are just in the natural routines of life, getting in a car and driving somewhere, making sure our beds are made, washing clothes, buying supper, these, that, that, those daily things we do during life take a huge part of our life up. And um, we're not, often we're not intentional about how we spend that time and we're not thoughtful about how we spend that bulk of the day. But that's where we probably should start. We should probably really be aware that a lot of our, the things we do in a, each and every day, we do every day anyway, and it's going to take up a lot of the day. Um, after we do that, it's like, hmm, when am I going to spend my time shopping? Like what part of the day? And the, the next big question is, what am I going to do for me? Like what are we going to do that advances my happiness? my success, my um, excitement about life. And that's another issue is that a lot of a lot of us, I know earlier in my life, I didn't think about taking care of myself. I didn't think about being healthy. I didn't, I just was cruising. I was just busy. I was busy, busy, busy. I didn't take the time. I know a lot of people too that feel guilty about that. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to squeeze in an hour here for exercise. I'm going to squeeze in an hour just to read a book and they don't feel good about that. It's an actual, there's a, a bad emotion that's attached for taking care of themselves. And I think for, for us with diabetes, I think that that's massively important that we put ourselves very high on that take care of list. And um, so taking the, taking the time to um, organize our busy life and then taking the time to take care of ourselves each and every day um, is so important. It's massively important. It's the start of the plan. And it starts with the little things like saying that I'm going to regularly test. I'm going to test on a yeah. regular basis. Like if, if it, yeah, hourly, every half hour, every two hours, whatever, whatever makes sense during your day. Right. But it's doing that little thing which will adjust your behaviors which is a massive step for taking care of yourself. You so, know, what you just said is intelligent selfishness is the wording that I use a lot. And as a diabetic, we do need to be intelligent. We need to be aware of what is going on in our life. And the, the first thing that you just said, testing, if you can't measure it, you cannot manage it. And I've learned this through life, business, uh, athletics, and now diabetes. And I think that the testing is a critical, critical element. I don't care if you're a type two diabetic, type one diabetic, or just an elite athlete that wants high performance and is fully healthy. Knowing where your blood sugar is at really will optimize performance. So, you know, that accountability that I was speaking about when I first when we began today, it really starts with that awareness, that decision that if it's going to be, it's up to me. 
That means I have to start to create routines. I have to create things in my life that are going to help me get the result that I want, right? But for me, a result, an outcome, a goal is critical. But more critical than that is the second R of the, of the R3 method. And that's the reason because resistance happens to be another R comes the minute we set a goal out there. As soon as I say, I want to run five kilometers or I want to get that new job, or I want to spend more time with my family, my friends, something seems to come right in our face that we have to persevere through, that we have to overcome. And that requires intelligent selfishness to be aware that I need to test my blood if I want to know if I should eat something or not, or if I'm able to go and have that workout that I know I should right now and I want to have. But if I haven't fueled myself appropriately, I'm going to create a, an issue as a diabetic and it could actually be a negative if I haven't set myself up properly. Let's just talk about that for a bit on my reasons. You know, we're talking about my transformation. You know, I said that I was a, a, a high level athlete before and I was fit and I, I honestly didn't know. I never had to really worry about losing weight because I was so active. Well, when I became a, a type one, I lost 40 pounds of muscle. It didn't come back as muscle. Some of it did, but about 25 to 30 pounds of it was not shaped the way it was before. <laughs> and that resistance, that identity that I had of who I was, it broke me almost because I struggled, right? Mm -hmm. With, with, the routines that I had to put in place and, and I wasn't testing properly because I was in resistance. I am not going to, but the minute I said, okay, I accept, I will accept that I am a diabetic and I have to have a big enough reason to put new routines in place. And that reason was first, I'll be honest, it was selfish. It was intelligent, selfish because I can't help anybody else if I don't have health. If I don't have the ability to go on the walk or run with my friends or to go out and eat dinner with someone and know what to order or how to order in a restaurant, these reasons so that my life wouldn't be these common stories that we're hearing about people living with diabetes. I want to be uncommon that I would live as if no one even knew I was a diabetic, but proudly. So, what do you think about how do we take these reasons and use them as a force of power, not excuses. That's the negative side of a reason, but a reason, a purpose to persevere through the resistance that comes when we set these goals and results. Yeah. Um, I think that's the Heath. I really do think that that's uh, an individual choice. So it, um, I think that, First of all, I know statistically that most people, um, 3% of all bit professionals write down personal goals and objectives okay. each and every year, 3%. Um, big study by Gallup. Like we're talking well-educated professionals and they don't write down their goals and objectives. They just kind of live day by day. So we know that that's a huge issue with people is what am I trying to accomplish this week? 
What am I trying to accomplish this year? What am I trying to accomplish in the next five years? If you, if you add the complication of a serious illness like diabetes or some kind of a, some kind of a traumatizing event, you've got, a, you've, got, you've got a big challenge ahead of yourself. People lose, you know, lose as you well, well experienced, um, you lose yourself, you lose your, 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 your past life, and now you have to recreate your, your new life. Yes. And so I would say that it's an opportunity to start again. So I would say a, a traumatizing event like getting diabetes or struggling with diabetes as being an opportunity for a person to start again, to really craft out the next um, two, three, four months, six months and a year and have a plan of action to really address low energy, blood sugar, uh, A1C, if they have it, weight control and gain, those sorts of things. It's like, what can I do? Because really what we're, what you experience and we all experience is the lack of education, the lack of knowledge to take that action. But um, like you did, it starts out with that thought is I'm starting a new life. There's a massive change here for me. And now I've got to take some actions, but I don't know what to do. So I would say reach out, get the right information but, but have the plan for the areas of your life that are that you're really struggling with. I think uh, what you said is also really important for us all to understand is that we have to look at everything as an opportunity. It's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to grow. It's not happening to us. This is happening for us. Am I saying that our diabetes is happening for us. No, but I get to choose my mindset, the way I think about this moment that I'm in and how I'm going to respond to whatever the life brings me, that resistance that is part of life. It doesn't go away. We make a decision. We think we made the right one and immediately there's more decisions to be made now, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think where this leads, and we're going to really dig into our routines and actions, but when we clearly know what we want, Bob, and we Set that beacon out there. That's what I want. The best method I have ever found in life to this day is to surround myself with people that already have it. To go and get involved. If I want to be a runner, then I better go and join a running club. To be around runners of all different levels, that's basically community. That's what we're doing with UD community. Diabetics, learning how to live an uncommon diabetic life. Get involved in a community. It doesn't have to be obviously ours or anything, but be involved with people that have what you want because they already know the path to it. The second thing is that reason. You got to dig deep. It's got to be not just a thought because thoughts create beliefs and meanings about us, positive and negative, but it's our feelings, our emotions that creates our emotions right? we got to move from our head into our heart. And that's those reasons that drive us. And for me, I'm going to make a funny one. It's on my mug here. Just mm -hmm. a simple reason. <laughs> I want to be the most jacked grandpa that I can be. I'm so blessed with my little Weston, you know, and that opportunity to be a, a young grandfather, right? 52. But I'm looking at it going, what an amazing opportunity. I'm going to be that. Why? In 20 years from now, I want to be running around with him 
doing stuff when he's going to college and being active still. Well, that starts now. That's not a then thing. It's a now thing, right? That's a reason. I don't care. And I use that as a funny one, but it's got to be in your heart, your feelings, your emotions, because that is what drives my motion. I don't know what it is for you or for all of our watchers, but the real truth is move from our head. Let's get in our heart. Find that reason that will get us over those rocks of resistance and move forward into action. Routines that as diabetics, we can implement to drive the results. It's a full circle, this whole R3 method, right? So let's dig into these actual routines that we can do, Bob. And you hit the first one. Accept where we are and measure because now we actually know where we're going. We've set the goal. But the next point in creating a map, as an adventurer, you know this better, is you better well know where you are. The two points, because you can't create the connection if you don't know the resistance, the obstacles, the things that have to be navigated between the two points. Yeah. So <clears throat> testing is a really important one, as you mentioned already. Well said. And as a type one, um, it's, it's, it's life. It's truthfully, if I don't test, I could be in a crisis within a snap. So, yeah, I, you know, I'd say just to build a bit on what you're saying, Heath, is that I think that it's really, um, it's an individual situation. Everyone's individual. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of what we're uh, dealing with uh, uh, when we're having challenges is our low energy level, low mental energy, low physical energy. So I think that that's a big burden and a, or a big barrier to um, to having a reason. Like if we're just, if you're feeling sick, if you're feeling um, not well, it's really hard to get out of bed in the morning. Never mind pursue a passion. Like what yes. is your passion? What is my reason? These are complicated questions for someone that's not not operating at a hundred percent. It's hard enough for people that are operating at a hundred percent to figure that out. <laughs> Never oh. mind being sick. So I was, so I think, you know, all the, yes. for our listeners, I would say that um, em embrace, embrace that feeling, em embrace that feeling of sickness, embrace and feel, feel that it's totally normal. It's um, it's an, it's a, it's a legitimate, it's a legitimate place to be. And yes. um, for, for, for a lot of us, it's it's of taking little micro steps, little micro steps. And here's here's some ideas: is call up a friend, yeah, read a read something that's positive online, um, order a book on Amazon, um, go for a short walk, open the window, <laughs> get some fresh air. Honest to goodness, I've been there. I've been there where just opening the window and getting fresh air is a great micro step. You know, <laughs> you, you nailed it. You nailed it. So, you know, this is an opportunity to really talk about what Pillar 1 is really about. It starts with our mindset, right? That uncommon sense that we are where we are and being okay with that. It's such... It's such a hard place to be. We've all been in dark places to be there and to feel alone and all the things you're thinking and feeling. I can honestly say I've done so much of the poor me's and I still do it some days, but
But that ability to go, hold it, stop, right? To be aware that I can choose at any moment to be above the line, which is accountability, or below the line and be a victim. Someone who's accountable, or what I would call a champion, steps up and goes and puts on their shoes. That might be step one. You use this as an example about going for a walk. And they begin the preparation for it. And if that's as far as they get that day, and they're just walking around the house in their running shoes, great. But the real truth is, is it's where we are at. It's valid. Hey, I'll give you another, I'll give you a real example just yesterday. It's time to put the Christmas tree up, which is a, which is a four hour endeavor. It's like, it's, it's a massive a thing, right? In my life. And uh, I get the, I get the honor of doing that in my house. And so it's like, I don't want to put the Christmas tree up. Uh, but what I did was I knew I have to move two pieces of furniture to, so the fit, Christmas tree will fit, right? So that's what I did. I didn't put the Christmas tree up. I just moved the pieces of furniture. <laughs> well, so same. what happened was when I moved the pieces of furniture, I went back and sat down and said, and looked at the furniture and I went, hmm. And then <laughs> I knew I was going to put the Christmas tree up, right? Putting the Christmas tree up was too much work. It was a four-hour, sweaty, dirty task in my head. But just moving the furniture only took me like three or four minutes. Just a little nice. micro step. And that, the hey, the Christmas tree is up, my friend. I know. And it begins, it's momentum, right? Motion, right? A body in motion stays in motion. It's inertia. It's momentum. And as you do one thing, you get the check mark on the task list. That's why I make my bed every day as soon as I get up. Why? Check mark. It's just yeah. a habit I created so that I win instantly as soon as I get out of bed as an yeah. example. Or for me, I think moving into other things that we need to do, do I move or did I move from eating out probably almost every meal of the day? And some of those pictures you saw, I had gotten quite plump with business and excuses uh, and reasons on the negative side of why I was doing what I was doing because it was too hard to prepare food to bring with me. Yeah, and that's, that's, a, that's a great example. Like learning how to prepare food, shopping. This is a huge task each and every yeah. day. It's overwhelming. This is an overwhelming thing. So what I do is I just simply have a stick'em note on my island with my grocery list, right? I've got a pen there and I've got a stick'em note. And I look at that every day. Like I look at that every day. And it's like I'm looking at it right now and I'm going, oh my gosh, I got three things on it. So I know what I have to do, right? So it's yep. just the, that small little thing will motivate me to plan out the food for the rest of the day um, and for tomorrow as well. Um, so the shopping list will be healthy, right? Creative, and 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 I'll be entertained by it. Yep. So, but but if that wasn't there, if that list was not there, how would I remember to shop? How would I remember that it's important to me? That's a little micro step that helps me plan for the future, eat right, shop right. Yeah. You know, Bob, you also talk a lot about it stuff when we're out in our hikes and doing different things about celebrating, about rewards along the way as we go, right? Um, you know, I remember, you know, one hike we did and we would stop at different spots just to stop, look at the different vistas, but it was always a celebration of where and what we'd overcome. And then I talk about what was coming. 
right? And that, and that hope, that eternal hope of new adventure, this type of stuff that applies in our fitness as well. Pillar three. Hey, exercise. I was stopping. I was stopping because I was exhausted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was laughing. Well, <laughs> the point is, is we're being real about where we were at in the moment <laughs> and that we needed that rest. Right. Yeah. So I think though, for us, as we're making these baby steps, as we're talking about, I don't care if you are, um, a type one diabetic that's an elite athlete, like uh, our good friend, Chris Jarvis, ex-Olympian and all that, that can go on and do massive physical feats. Or if you're someone who has had a lifestyle that's quite sedentary due to a back injury or whatever, and you're significantly overweight, it starts with where you're at and making that step. And for I know friends, right, that that is literally... They're watching the, the hockey game and they stand up and they've started their routine so much as that on the commercials, they stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down 10 times. And that was it. But during the hockey, <laughs> those stand up, sit downs of every commercial period, right? Ended up being hundreds of stand up, sit downs. And it began to grow for them. And they began, and it was that simple. They said, you know what? I actually did, holy crap, I did 300 squats. Yeah, yeah. And it grew from that into a workout and then into a walk and then into a jog run, you know, or a walk jog. And then it, it, it grew. And I had to go through that too. I didn't jump right back into this elite athlete. It was truthfully a multi-year journey of learning, you know, almost 30 years of living with diabetes now of how to test what foods I needed before I went into a workout. So I didn't have lows and crashes. Oh, learning that I actually have Heath's diabetes because I like HIIT training, short, high intensity interval training. Well, my liver actually spews sugar in when I'm doing that activity. So I actually would get a upward trend in my sugars where if you're just doing a walk, when I go golfing, it creates a downward trend in my sugars very rapidly. So the activity changed the routine or action I had to take in my planning. And as I started to try different things, I realized I have a golf routine. I have a gym routine. I have an office day routine, right? So that I shift my eating. I shift my uh, micro breaks and little activities that I do based on the day. There's not one thing fixes all things. But I know that in our community, what we're doing is we're teaching and walking with people and journeying with people on how to create this map for them. It's about you. It's about me and my goals, what I want. And as you saw in some of those pictures, and I'm proud to say at 52, I can do some really uncommon things, right? I've gained back my 30s, quite honestly. That was my goal when I started. I wanted more than a decade of my life back. I didn't want to be too tired to run with my grandson as a simple one of my many results that I'm looking for. And that has helped me through my resistance to continue with my routines. Do I still treat myself? Of course I do when I'm eating. You know, I'm watching a movie. I like to have a snack. I might have a little bit of popcorn or that. But what's the routine for movie night? That's going to keep my sugars in check. 
These are the things that you need to work with people and share ideas. And that's what we do in our communities. That's what we do by surrounding ourselves in proximity to people. And that's where I learned because I haven't learned. Let me rephrase that. Actually, I have learned everything I have from someone. There's nothing that I know or that I'm going to pass on or teach all of our, our, our team at Uncommon Diabetic that I haven't learned from someone. And a good chunk of them aren't even from diabetics. I've taken it and tweaked it intelligently on how to apply it in my life and go, oh, this works. Oh, that was a fail. I almost ended up in hospital. Let's do this now. Mm -hmm. And so on and so forth. So I can't speak enough about the power of proximity. Yeah. That's something I think that I rant about. I think also, Heath, that I've noticed about you and um, uh, the way you live your life is that you're able to do these things like uh, routines for golf, routines for working out, routines for office and work, et cetera, et cetera. Because you've got some, uh, you've got the majority of the rest of your life organized. So um, as an example, when I visit your, um, your home office and I walk into your house, it's amazingly organized. It's clean. It's neat. It's tidy. Everything's in its place. It's a it's an, a very attractive, organized home place. You can feel the love in the house. So you've taken the time to organize some of the basic fundamentals of your life, which allow. I think this is so important for anyone that's feeling um, a little bit lost or a little bit disorganized yes. and not knowing where to start. I think we start with our kitchens <laughs> or our bedrooms or our beds. The truth is if our like if our bedrooms are really really messy, there's clothes all over the place, the beds unmade and stuff, that's we got to go back there every night. It's like we should start with making that a place that we want to go to. We spend 90% of our time in the kitchen front room areas. That should be really well organized. It should be a place where you feel safe and secure and happy and it should be a place uh, that you're just really happy to be in. And um, that, that's, I think that, I think that's a really great place for people that not, don't know where to start in terms of planning, getting organized and taking steps forward is start where you're living right now and just yes. make, it doesn't have to be the whole house. Hey, it doesn't have to be every room. Just start with one place. <laughs> you know, you and make just, it beautiful. Yeah, you've nailed it, Bob. I, I love that point, right? I call that space scrubbing. For me, you know, the messiest place that I have to space scrub most of the time is right here, right between my <laughs> ears, right? But what helps me is what you've just said. You know, creating order, right? It fulfills a need of mine for, of certainty that I've got a safe place, as you've said, that I can work. It's clean, it's organized, and then it builds confidence that I can deal with this task at hand when I'm in my work environment. It allows that, you know, when I come and I want to go to the gym or whatever, I know where my clothes are, as an example. And everyone has different levels, standards in these areas. This isn't about a right or wrong. It's a system that works or you, it's back to those routines, what it may be. And that's all we're saying is do these little tasks to begin the journey. A Chinese proverb, you know, I lived in China and I speak Chinese and, and I learned is that the 10,000 mile journey begins with one step. Yeah, but could you say that in Chinese? 
<laughs> well, Shanzai will put you down. That's what well, the Nazi you want. I said that can. right now I, I, to go through that is my, my, my brain's having a little bit of a problem. <laughs> so, you know, I guess what I'm, 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 I really like what you've said. Today's results, today's reasons, right? And today's actions are nows. Tomorrow, yeah. we are different. We've learned. We've progressed. And now, it's a game. Moving the mark. Stacking it up. Stacking it up. And when you start to lay the foundations, right, of your life on solid principles and pillars, the wall, the foundations start to grow. Life starts to become more stable. You start to have a different view and a vantage point that you can see further and be able to shoot for longer targets. This is all part of creating our map. Yeah. Right. I think so, that's, a, that's that intentionality. That's yeah. so massively important. And we're talking, we're talking about what we can do to transform our physical self today. So it's 24 hours in a day, 168 hours in a week. Right. And the average Canadian spends something like 27 hours a week in front of a TV or uh, or and or screens and, and many spend many more time more more hours than that. So I'd say in terms of micro habits or micromanagement, I'd say you know in it and especially if you're not feeling well, is you pay attention and give yourself small amounts of time for your body, small amounts of time for your mind, small small amounts of time for some kind of a spirit, spiritual growth would be so helpful too. So we're talking about today, I plan to give myself five minutes. I'm going to spend five minutes with my body. And that is moving it around, you know, doing the squats, taking it out for a walk, standing in the fresh air, the sun, whatever it is that that's good for you. You can just start, you can start small like that and see where that takes you. Yep. So I, I, I think starting small, taking small steps will lead to bigger steps over time. You know, I, I think you've, you've also um, made a really important point is that the steps we start and they're going to progress. But the big question I have is always around, well, when? We're coming up to the end of the year here, 2021, right? What I like to do when I'm creating a new map, especially... People start to make resolutions. I'm not a resolution person because I believe one simple thing. You don't wait till next year to make a plan. When's the right time to make a plan? It's right now. Right now. And how and what are, you, are we going to do? What are you going to do to transform your life to what you want it to be? How do you live that ideal form of life? We got to ask these hard questions and then lay it out. Very clean and simple. Those big rocks that we want to accomplish. Really be clear why I need to lose 30 pounds. Why? Because my heart was getting strained. My, my health was going for crap. You know, I had no energy. My health was gone. My performance was tanking. And I wanted to change that. I wanted to improve my energy, improve my health. And ultimately, all that resulting in better performance in every area of life. 
because as it goes, I start to have more ability to communicate and energy to talk with my family, to actually go out and be with my friends and, and whatever it is that you want, that's it. So I really want to kind of wrap up this map principle in a really simple, tangible way, Bob. So go. How do you do the R3 method and what would you recommend? And then I'll do a little on what I'm doing. Well, I think that um, take each each person well, is going to have a different list of priorities for sure. But here's 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 some random things that I would highly recommend um, you consider doing. One is um, make a change in your diet, a small change, something that would really be good for you over long over the uh, long term. Take cut out sugar, half the sugar intake during the week, um, half the fat intake during the week. I'm not the, uh, the unhealthy fats, um, lower your carb levels to under a hundred per day. You know, these are rough, these are rough guidelines, but make small, a small change in your life just for a week and see where it goes. See if you like it or not. Um, the second thing is I would recommend, um, have a laugh. Like we don't laugh enough. Yeah. There's, we, we need, we need to, we need to find things to make us laugh, man. Be friends that make us laugh. Um, uh, books that make us laugh, uh, do things that make us laugh. So we, we have to, if you, yeah, find things that make us laugh this week. I'd say um, this week, have naps. Have, have little power micro naps, little micro rests, 10 to 20 minutes a day. Uh, it'll totally re-energize you. Just close your eyes, find somewhere you can put your feet up and close your eye during the, the, the hard times during the day. And uh, just see that, see where that goes during the week. If you can't, if you can't squeeze in five minutes, 10 minutes here and just see how you feel uh, going forward. Um, I'd say reach out to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while that you really enjoyed before. Somebody that's, uh, that's had an impact on you and just have a chat with them. Tell them how, and I would say, tell them how you feel about them. Uh, they're, they're good friends. Express some feelings and see what happens there too. These are things that, really boist, uh, boist ourselves and boy the spirit as well. Um, another couple of things, but I'll pass it on to you, is one, uh, help someone. So there's somebody that needs your help. Somebody needs your wisdom. So if you could actually just be helpful to somebody in the house, one of your friends, your parents, um, your neighbors, someone down the street, just go out of your way and say, and do it and see how you feel. And... Um, the last thing is, um, I'd say, at least at least once a week, but hopefully more than that, plan something special for yourself. So if you can afford um, a massage, if you can afford, if you can uh, uh, take the time to go to a spa, if you um, uh, you're gonna go out, uh, eat some really good healthy food at a, at a very nice place. Um, you're going to go for a hike. Um, you're going to plan some sort of a, a place you've been meaning to go, but you haven't gone, like a little adventure, something new. These sort of things really buoy the spirit and um, and motivate us to do some do other things. Right on. I don't disagree with you at all. Mine's not far off that. I just I, I really build the, my life and the map for what I'm doing all around the four pillars so that I'm continually adding to a solid foundation for my, my life. 
And that's one thing. What's one thing that I can do that I can put in uh, that's going to help improve my mindset, my vision of where I want to go. Two, I try to hydrate and I try to eat at least one really clean meal a day. And if I can, I even try to use intermittent fasting within there as best I can based on my schedule. Unbelievable, the health benefits. And that's another whole discussion. The third thing is I have to do something, one thing a day, and it might just be a walk, might be the gym. And some days it's a huge adventure, but the real truth is one thing to move your body. I mean, even in an office day, deep breathing, a minute, every hour, whatever that goal is, set one and make sure that I get sleep, set a good bedtime. Yeah. Netflix will still be there. Tomorrow it'll be waiting. And I know it's hard. I, yeah. <laughs> but hit the stop at a specific time and go to bed. I tell you, it will change your life. So, Bob, I really want to thank yeah. you um, for today. I really want to uh, say I know that the people who will be watching this uh, episode will see how genuine you are. So, thank you very much. Any last comment? Um. It's Christmas time. Be very grateful. We, we live in Canada. We live in North America. We live in amazing times. It's a special, special time to be alive. There's so much to be grateful for. And sometimes we get overwhelmed um, with our issues and problems and concern. But I would say spend some time and just be think of all the things you have to be grateful for in your life. And you'll feel fantastic. 100%. 100%. I am really grateful myself. So everybody, I hope today has helped you to understand how I create and Bob create our maps so that we can live our ideal form of life full of energy, health, and performance. As Helen Keller said, life is either a daring adventure or nothing. Let's be grateful. Let's create the belief that together we can, we will, and we must shift and transform our shoulda, coulda, and wouldas into did. The truth about creating uncommon performance or energy or health is to first see it, feel it, then do it, and now is the time. So with that said, I want to invite you to join us for our completely free live workshop called Uncommon Diabetic Transformation Workshop, where I'm going to introduce you to a revolutionary and science-based approach towards your diabetic health. We will help you make 2022 your year of transformation. Together, we can create your map and build the foundations to having an uncommon year and life starting now. So just click the link below or register at UncommonDiabetic.com for this Thursday's event at 7 p.m. Eastern. Also, click the subscribe button and bell so you don't miss any episodes of UDTV. Thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you next week. And until then, be uncommon. <laughs>